Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C-Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I am James Kotecki. You're in the C-Space studio here at CES 2020. With us is Sarah Slane, the founder of Slane Advisory. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me. So your background and your profession is sports betting, so that's what we're going to talk about. In fact, you just did a panel about that. Tell me about your panel, The Future of Sports Betting, what an apt <laughs> name for a panel. What, what, what were the takeaways from that? Uh, you know, I think the takeaways were what is sports betting going to look like in 10 years from now? And I think, you know, Clearly, innovation, research, development, um, it's going to be a completely different environment than what we're used to. I think people are traditionally used to going to sports books, looking at a big board, placing their bets, and we've really now shifted to a whole mobile experience, which, again, I think allows for a lot of innovation in this space, a lot of fresh blood, a lot of fresh eyes that uh, are going to take a look at the opportunities now to be a part of an emerging market. So what does the data say about who is actually doing this betting, where they're betting? Can you just kind of contextualize us for, with a few data points? Yeah, uh, I would say that primarily sports bettors tend to be uh, millennials. They tend to be uh, men, uh, higher educated, more affluent. Um, so that, that, that generally speaks to the traditional sports better, which again I think presents an amazing opportunity for this industry how do you open up that market? How do you capture more women? How do you capture older women? How do you capture older men? Um, so a lot of, I think, growth potential in this space. So the growth potential is more in the casual fans, the casual sports fans who may not be betting but might be willing to under the right circumstances versus kind of diving even deeper on the super fans. Is that what you're saying? I think it's, I think it's two things. I think it is that the casual better and the new types of bets that are going to be offered and why they're going to want to participate and then secondarily, I think it is attracting a whole new audience then that may not have bet in the past but would be interested in doing that. Now, there's certainly going to have to be a lot of acclimation, a lot of education around how that's going to happen. But again, because I think this is a new ripe opportunity and a new market, there's going to be a lot of development in this space. And so what is the reason, or maybe what, what are the ways that you can bring some of these other folks into the conversation? Is the reason that they haven't previously been doing this, that that kind of sportsbook experience kind of feels a certain way and it's in certain locations and now more people have access to it in maybe a, a friendlier looking way or just a way that's more resonant with them? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And, and now we're on a completely new platform, right? So everything was taking place in a brick and mortar operation. Now you have a mobile component, a new, a completely new way to reach customers they found, even in the state of New Jersey, 80% of bets are, are taking place on the mobile phone, not in the sports book. So again, it presents two options. You've got that brick and mortar traditional sports book opportunity, and then you have the mobile component where now you're starting to draw more people in and, and betting online. So the obvious question, we're sitting here in a casino at Aria in Las Vegas. What does that mean for the future of brick and mortar? Are brick and mortar companies scared of this, or are they finding ways to partner with digital outlets to make this happen? They are embracing it. Um, they do see, not just from now, someone that, if, you, if there wasn't legalized sports betting in the past, and now you've got a legal sports book in a casino, they're seeing new customers that are coming in, they're spending money at table games, they're spending money on food and beverage, they're staying the night in the hotel, so there's a definitely rising tide lifts all boats. Um, and then when it comes to the mobile component, they're finding now that this is attracting a whole new customer that wasn't traditionally going into the casino. So again, growing the pie on that front as well. And is the idea that mobile can lead people into these kind of games, that they may eventually go into a casino, 
And if that's the case, will casinos, as we just discussed, look maybe will they look different to maybe reflect more the experience people had originally had on mobile in the first place? Yeah, I think that it definitely um, helps sort of acclimate that customer. If they're they're doing it online, then all of a sudden they say, well, I might as well go and try it out in the casino. Mm-hmm. So I do think that those things work in tandem with one another. And we'll continue, to, I think, to see more modernization and improvements around sports books. We're seeing all different forms and shapes that are taking place throughout this country. Um, sports betting and sports in general is all about data, obviously. And every year, new kinds of data become available as new things are able to be tracked. Are there new kinds of data that you're expecting that gamblers will have in the future that they don't have today? So I think it's two things. I think that there is ac- there's going to be access to more data than to inform customers when they're placing their sports bets. And then secondarily is using data to actually drive betting. So um, a big focus is a thing called in-play proposition betting, which means that while you're watching a game, you're watching a football game, all of a sudden you're able to now to bet on every single play, every mm-hmm. single thing that's happening on the field. Um, so that's going to create a whole new element. Golf is another great example where you're going to be able to bet on, on basically every single play that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think this it feeds really well then for the sports and the media companies as they look now to draw people in for longer periods of time. As you know, the attention span is shrunk. People are not consuming as much TV, and this is definitely a way that I think that, that will help. And how do sports leagues get involved in this? Are, are, they, are they able to be involved in it? Do they need for kind of regulatory legal reasons to not have anything to do with this? Or are there, are there able to be partnerships there that elevate this? Yeah, so the casino industry and the leagues are in teams are working hand in glove in making this happen. The leagues are very much focused on how they're collecting that data, how they're selling that data, then to the sportsbook operators who are going to use that for that in-play proposition betting. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, sports betting is now legal. Can you give us a quick highlight? You, and I know you were actually an integral part of this, um, of uh, the the campaign uh, to make sports betting legal. How many states is it legal in now? So we've got 21 states that it's legal in, Mm -hmm. 14 that are operational, and then the remaining states are still in the process of developing Mm -hmm. their regs and rules um, as operators get up and running. Do you expect to see uh, 50 states in the next No, because I don't think Utah will ever have gaming. (laughs) But other other than that, is it realistic to think that most states will have Um, it? You know, I think right now you have, surprisingly, people probably don't know this, you've got 41 states that have some form of gaming, be it horse racing, lottery, Mm -hmm. brick-and-mortar casino. So I I think that sports betting will fall in line with that number. Mm -hmm. Um, And are there any kind of... We talked about mobile technology really driving a lot of this. Are there any... We're here at CES, tons of new crazy gadget ideas being floated around. Are there any technology wildcards, maybe not in the next year, but in the next few years that you see that could kind of disrupt things again? It's a really good question. I mean, I was trying to think about that today and how daily fantasy sports did for the casino industry. You know, is there something that, that's going to come in and disrupt this? And I think when you have companies, behemoths like Facebook and Yahoo Sports now that are, are getting involved and the media companies and driving content around betting, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting things that happen. I don't, I don't know, you know, what, what disrupting. It's a, yeah. it's a very highly regulated space, which makes it incredibly difficult then yeah. for some of those innovative things to happen. But who knows what could happen? And we're here at CSpace, which is a lot of media and marketing professionals. Are there things that media and marketing executives need to know where I might be able to run an ad if in, in the moment that someone is placing a bet, maybe they're in a certain mindset and I want to run an ad there, or I want to create media around these kind of engagement pe- engagements people are having. Are there, are there, is there low-hanging fruit there that you see people should be taking advantage yeah, of? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at just the way that Barstool even is a good example of how they, they wrap a lot of their content around betting and 
not not in traditionally even how we think about sports betting, but the, based off the personalities and everything else. So I think that sort of integration, you're going to see more of that, and it'll be very subtle, and it won't be directly in your face um, on sports betting necessarily. Last question. It is 2020. Uh, fill in the blank. 2020 is the year to stop blank <laughs> and start blank. Oh, my. To stop eating junk food? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Drink um, more water. There yes, we go. We'll and be, drink and more water. And we will be drinking place more, more water. Place more bets. And here, yes, exactly. Place more bets. Drink more water. Here in Las Vegas, a good place to do both. That's right. So Sarah Slane, founder of Slane Advisory, thank you so much thank you. for Thanks being for here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network. 